Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Sports Mole's Football Shorts. I'm Barney Corkill. I'm here with our football editor, Matt Law, and we're here to talk about the upcoming midweek games in the Premier League. I usually say the game week, but it's a bit all over the place this game week because there's uh, matches which have been uh, rearranged for originally being postponed. There's some, play, some teams playing their game in hand. Um, but there are six games in midweek between Tuesday and Thursday we're going to look forward to in this one. Um, and starting with Sheffield United versus Newcastle United, two teams in pretty poor form. Um, Sheffield United obviously way down there at the bottom of the table, still two points from 17 games. Just It, it gets worse every every week, but they are coming into it finally off the back of their first win of the season um, against Bristol Rovers in the FA Cup. Newcastle lost in the FA Cup against Arsenal uh, to continue their poor form. I think it's now seven games without a win across all competitions only and five defeats in that time. So um, two teams in desperate need of victory and in pretty poor form. How do you see this one going, Matt? Yeah, it's a really big game, isn't it? You mentioned, I think the, the FA Cup win for Sheffield United. I think Chris Wilder came out in the after the game and said he wants his team to use that result and take it into the Premier League. But I mean, I'm just looking ahead of their fixtures coming up. Sheffield United, they play Tottenham, Manchester United, Manchester City in the next three games after this one. So it's getting to the stage where, you know, are they down already? It's going to be very difficult. But these are the sort of games, that, these are the perfect sort of games that if you're going to get back, you're going to put three points on the board, then, you know, with respect to Newcastle, it's a... Nice game, but just struggling, to be honest. You know, they scored three, didn't they, against Bristol Rovers? But apart from that, I think they weren't great against Palace in their last Premier League game. What was that? Start of January now. Mm. I think um, Easy scored that great goal for Palace, didn't he? And they were doing okay in the game. But again, it was similar to the Burnley one before that. Just not a lot happening in the final third, struggling for goals. No goals in their last three Premier League games. And we spoke about it all season, that their problems in terms of, you know, I think eight goals this season, haven't they? Something in the fix eight. And just nowhere near good enough, not enough in the final third. Newcastle, they've got a few fitness doubts for this game. Some players that will hopefully be back. You know, they obviously they made changes for the FA Cup game. Again, I thought that was a decent chance for Newcastle to maybe get through, obviously went to extra time and, and Arsenal came through in the end, but disappointing because Newcastle, you know, have a cup run, I think they boost their confidence. But yeah, I've got a draw here, to be honest, 1-1. I think looking looking at the table, looking at both sides form, Newcastle, they're just really hard to back Newcastle. I know they're playing Sheffield United, but Sheffield United have played okay this season at home. Obviously, the results have not been there, but I thought they've done quite well in, in stages of game. So Newcastle, I, I do struggle, to be honest, to back them. I think they've got a lot of good players, but it's really difficult. So I've gone 1-1 here. Yeah, I've gone exactly the same. I was actually very close to going Sheffield United. I've got a feeling yeah. they might be able to get something out of this game. And that that's really speaks volumes about the form Newcastle win because um, obviously it's been so hard to back Sheffield United so far this season. I think just the record, you know, it, it does make them pretty impossible to back them for a win. But I think, you know, if I was to back a team to win this game, I think it probably would be Sheffield United. That FA Cup win, as you say, should give them the confidence maybe to build on it. Um, that's all they needed. I think I, I think their start to the season has been a lot down to confidence. You know, they're not getting beaten by a lot of games, uh, by a lot of goals in each game, but they are getting beaten. Um, and we've mentioned it before, it's pretty much the same team that did so well last season. So it can only really come down to confidence. Maybe other teams finding them out a little bit, but um, you wouldn't have expected the, the the difference in performance level from this season uh, to last season to drop off so much just because people have worked them out a bit. So it will come down to confidence. And that's why that FA Cup win could be so important for them. But as you say, that difficult run coming up, um, after that, they'd need to build on the FA Cup win with a victory here and then try and get some points against Tottenham, Manchester United and Man City, which is obviously going to be so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, yeah, I think they are down. It's 12 points to safety now. And when you consider they haven't won a single game all season, coming up to the halfway point of the season now, it's really hard to see them survive. But I do see them getting a point on the board like you have gone one all in this one. 
Um, also on Tuesday is Burnley versus Manchester United. My, Matt, uh, Manchester United could go top of the table with a victory. How do you see this one going? Yeah, so it's a really, really big game, isn't it? I think obviously, you know, it wasn't initially scheduled. It was one that was put in, wasn't it? And now it's now it's on Tuesday evening. And like you say, United will be looking to go to Anfield, top of the league, which would be obviously fantastic. Obviously, it's a big game this weekend, isn't there, for for both teams? Obviously, for us as well, it's uh, going to be a nice little rivalry game. So, you know, the Burnley. I mean, Burnley quite been quite good at home recently, haven't they? Their results have picked up a bit. They've been they actually beat Manchester United, didn't they? Last time they played at uh, Old Trafford, you know, it seems so long. I think it was last mm-hmm. January. Yeah, last January they they won two 0 So United won two 0 last season at Turf Moor, and obviously United's away form this season we all know has been been absolutely fantastic. But I thought the Watford game for United, I mean, it was a case of the FA Cup game. It was a case of winning and get through. The performance wasn't great. It made a lot of changes and was interesting after the game came out and actually said Pogba Shaw and Lindelof were all injured but they've all trained uh, today I don't think Pogba finished the session session I should say Lindelof and Shaw um, did did finish the session so you'd think they'd probably play I'd, I'd be surprised if all three didn't play maybe a bit of mind games and Eric Bailly obviously is a doubt Cavani's back so got a lot of I think it'll be interesting to see what Solskjaer does in terms of ahead of the Liverpool game you know does he bring Fred will play McTominay played 90 minutes in the, in the FA Cup which makes you think that Matic might come in you know for his height against Burnley we all know good, how good Burnley are from set pieces but you know, I probably think it would be McTominay and Fred you know it's the two he likes in there Burnley on the other hand they had a few absentees at the weekend I think obviously a few rested in the FA Cup but a few Nick Pope had a bit of an ankle injury I think he might be okay. A um, couple of midfielders that, that they'll hope to have back. Uh, but goals, it's similar to Sheffield United, you know, goals have been a problem and they all season. Mm. You know, Chris Wood, Barnes, Rodriguez got talent going forward, but to struggle, struggle to see that. But like I say, you know, their form recently has been been quite good, especially at home and obviously three wins at the last four in all competitions. Obviously beat MK Dons on penalties in the FA Cup, beat Sheffield United in their last Premier League game. So it's a big game for United. Uh, obviously, against Manchester City in the EFL Cup they were a little bit disappointing had, had another game since then won that obviously been excellent in the Premier League for quite a while now beat Villa you know and they needed two back-to-back wins over Villa and Wolves which were very important you know didn't play well and particularly well in either but managed to to get there in the end so yes yeah, it's, it's a really really big game I think United I think United will win uh, I, I really do I think obviously Burnley Still think they've got problems. I think United have got a lot going forward. Obviously, Cavani coming back. So I've gone two 0 United here, and uh, yeah, I really hope that they do pick up all three points. Yeah, I've gone two one United. I think the main danger for them, I think, in this game is it is it is a potential banana skin for them. They there is the risk of looking ahead to Liverpool, um, getting carried away with the thought of going to Anfield, top of the league, above Liverpool, obviously in the table. That would mean. Um, and taking their focus maybe a bit off this Burnley game. Um, and we've seen, as you mentioned, Burnley's recent form, they can be dangerous and they, they are stick, uh, picking up wins on a much more regular basis now. Uh, you mentioned, like Sheffield United, their goal troubles, but they've been winning games 1-0, whereas Sheffield United yeah. have been losing games 1-0. So mm-hmm. defensively, they've been really good. They've Obviously, in this um, improved run, they've already beaten Arsenal. Uh, they've taken points off the likes of Everton. They've beaten Wolves. Um, so, you know, United really do need to to focus fully on this game and can't really let their eyes drift to that massive game at Anfield um, at the weekend on Sunday. Uh, but having said that, I do. Uh, it's, it's hard to back against them in their current form. I think it's 26 points of the last 30 on offer in the Premier League, which has obviously put them uh, right up into the title race, heading towards the halfway stage of the season. Um, whether they can keep that up remains to be seen. I think that game at Anfield will be a real big test of their title credentials. It'll be interesting to see how they fare in that one. But yeah, I think there was a lot of talk about the players actually wanted this Burnley game before that Liverpool game so they could go in, go 
to Anfield as league leaders and put the pressure on Liverpool a bit more. They've got that. They now need to hold up their end of the bargain and actually go and get the win. But yeah, like you, I can see that happening. I've gone for 2-1 to Manchester United in this one. Big game for them. Um, also at 8.15 on Tuesday is Wolves versus Everton. This is one of those games between two teams are just very hard to call in the Premier League so far this season. Uh, Wolves, they'll be pretty disappointed with their recent Premier League form. Four games without a win since beating Chelsea. Uh, they did beat Crystal Palace in the FA Cup last time out. Everton have been alternating between uh, defeats and victories in, in all competitions. But in the Premier League, pretty good form until that loss at home to West Ham, which was a bit of a disappointment um, for them. A bit of a surprise loss that was considering their form heading into that I think they'd won their four games prior to that in the Premier League um, so they'll certainly be looking to bounce back get their first Premier League win of the new year um, under their belts quickly um, looking at the table what Everton are seventh Wolves are down in 13th um, seven points between them so yeah it's, it's one of those games which is really tough to call Wolves as we know have the ability to beat anyone in the league um, they've got those players if they can get them fit and firing obviously Jimenez still out for the foreseeable future um, Everton look like they're going to be without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which is a big blow for them. You know, he's obviously been their main their main man in terms of goals this season. So that's a big blow. Um, and I can just see them cancelling each other out here. I've gone for a one-all draw in this one. Yeah, I, I thought you would go 1-1. One, one. I've gone the same. It's one of those, isn't it, that sticks out for as a 1-1 one, one game. I thought the interesting thing with Wolves is obviously they've bought Catrone and, and Gibbs-White, haven't they, back from loan spells. And they obviously they both came off the bench in the FA Cup and... He fancied they'd be involved again here. I think they were crying out for... I remember doing a piece a little while ago and going through their options. With him and his out, I think Podence has been out as well. And just not... There's not there wasn't that many options. You know, you're looking at Fabio Silva, a player who's 18. I think he's only scored once in the Premier League this season. And he's been asked to almost lead the line, which is, you know, he's a really talented player. He's obviously going to be a big player in the future. But I think bringing Catrone back, he's obviously a little bit older. He's got good experience. Gibbs White is a really, really talented young player as well. And you fancy that he would should have been involved really for Wolves this season anyway. So to have those two back, as you mentioned, Everton probably missing some key players again for this game. And it's just a weird season, isn't it? Like you mentioned Wolves, just looking at their position in the table, like you say, 13th. But they're, they're so tight up there, isn't it? You're looking at Everton as well, down in seventh, but level on points for fourth. Obviously, there's games in hand everywhere. Not between those two, Everton and Tottenham have both played 16 games, but you know Villa 15, uh, Southampton have played 17. It is still difficult, I think, because it's so tight and you, you, teams have got two games in hand here, two games in hand there. So it's, it is a difficult one. But yeah, I've gone the same as you, a draw. I just think... They will cancel each other out in the end. They're both good sides and, uh, and yeah, draw here 1-1. Yeah, four points separating first from seventh. It's incredible, isn't it? And obviously one of those teams in that clutch is Man City. They're in action on Wednesday um, against Brighton. And uh, we've mentioned United as possible uh, title contenders already. Uh, Man City has certainly thrown themselves back into that mix. Um, it's taken a while until the new year, until they were really maybe tipped to overcome such their poor start and, and challenge for the title. But yeah, four points off the top of the table with two games in hand over Liverpool. Um, they're looking very dangerous. And last time out in the Premier League against Chelsea, that was a really clinical and good display. Um, and that result probably flattered Chelsea more than did Man City. So to do that at Stamford Bridge, they do seem to be coming towards their best. Um, they've obviously had injury problems this season. Aguero hasn't had a good run of games. Um, he's in self-isolation now, so he's going to miss this game. Um, but they're, they, they're starting to find their feet. And obviously since that Chelsea game, it's been more good news for them. 5-0 win on aggregate over uh, the two games since then in the two cup competitions, beating United at Old Trafford uh, to reach the League Cup final again and then cruising past Birmingham in the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, they're, they're looking very dangerous now. And I think many, many places will have them installed as probably favourites to win the title in their uh, position at the moment. They're certainly 
they've they've got it in and around their hands at the moment with those two games in hand as well. Um, obviously, this being one of them over Liverpool. Um, and they're taking on a Brighton team who are really struggling for victories. Their, their fight back in the Wolves uh, draw last time out in the Premier League was was good and showed lots of fight to earn them a point to keep them three points um, above the relegation zone. Um, and they do keep on picking up pretty regular points, which, as I've, I've mentioned already on these podcasts, is good when you're battling towards the drop. If you can pick up points uh, regularly, then you're, you're going to give yourself a very good chance of survival. Uh, but they do need wins on the board. This is obviously looking like a very, very tough game for them to do so. Um, what is it now? Eight Premier League games without a win. Um, still only two all season. So, yeah, I can't see them ending that winless run here. I can see Man City. It's probably going to be a similar-ish game to what we've seen recently for Man City against the likes of Newcastle and Fulham. Um, they won both those games 2-0. I can see them going a bit better in this one. I've gone for 3-0 in this one. Yeah, so have I. So have I gone quite similar with this week. Yeah, 3-0 game for me. I think that you mentioned City. Obviously, they've had quite a lot of players out recently and the coronavirus outbreak and little injury problems. And I think it's the side he picked against Birmingham was probably almost, you know, strangely stronger than he wanted to go because you fancied, you know, people like Cole Palmer, who's obviously a talented young player, you know, Tommy Doyle, Garcia, they'd have probably all played, you know, mm. Fernand Torres would have played. But he had to play a strong side. And I thought they, you mentioned they were good at Chelsea. They were really good. And I thought they were really good at Old Trafford as well. They went to Old Trafford not so long ago, didn't they, in the league and were really poor. It was a goalless draw. But I thought in the EFL Cup, they were... I thought United did okay for long periods, but I think, you know, Ruben Diaz at the back is playing excellently, isn't he, with John Stones? Mm. You know, it's not so long ago. I think it was when we had Luke Chadwick on, wasn't it? We were talking about centre-backs in the league and who's maybe the second best behind Van Dijk. And we both probably had Laporte up there, but he's, I think he's injured yeah. at the moment, but he's not really getting in the team, is he, at the moment? John Stones is come back in and played really well, to be fair. And Ruben Diaz looks like, you know, he's probably making a stake to be, you know, one of the best centre-backs in the league. It's obviously still very early, but... Yeah, it's a really tough game for Brighton, isn't it? I think, you know, Brighton played uh, the FA Cup. They were Newport County, weren't they? I thought Newport County were quite good in that game, to be fair. I thought they were good value for a, a, maybe a win. You know, Brighton came through on penalties in the end. It was, a, it was a good game, a tough test. Obviously, changes and there'll be changes for this game. But I remember doing the preview for that game and I was thinking, you know, Graham Potter's going to be thinking the Manchester City game's a bigger game, but it's very, very tough, isn't it? It's not, it's not like they're playing, you know, Fulham at home or someone like that, where they could rest mm. loads of players and then go in and really go for it. It's going to be a very tough game against City. And like you say, they may be favourites for the title. No, I don't think they were ever out of it, were they, even when they were playing poorly? But De Bruyne's started to pick up a bit better, isn't it? I know you mm. were a little bit critical of him earlier this season. He wasn't at his best, but he was excellent at Chelsea, wasn't he? And and he's coming through now. So, yeah, they're going to be hard to stop. I think they'll be certainly be up there. And, uh, yeah, same as you, 3-0 City. Both going for 3-0 Man City wins and that. OK, also on Wednesday is Tottenham versus Fulham. This was originally scheduled to be Aston Villa versus Tottenham, but Villa's uh, coronavirus cases have meant a reshuffle. So the Tottenham-Fulham game, which was postponed from December, has now moved to Wednesday night. Um, how do you see this one going, Matt? It's been a great 2021 for Tottenham so far, hasn't it? Three wins on the yeah, back and goals conceded. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the, the the FA Cup game against Marine was obviously a you know incredible, really occasion, wasn't it? To to play a side of what they like eighth tier, uh, eighth mm. tier side, and you know quite a strong team, Mourinho. To be fair, you know players off the bench as well. Bow obviously came off and and a nice five 0 win. It was a game that Tottenham could never really win. You know they they were expected to win you know comfortably, and no one's really going to say oh they were fantastic in that game. But like you say, recently they've been. Obviously, a lot better beat Brentford as well in the uh, in the AFL Cup to reach reach the final and three 0 against Leeds in the Premier League last time out. So playing well at the moment. It's obviously not ideal because they're preparing for Villa and then they're playing Fulham, which is probably mm. probably 
couldn't really pick two different sides, obviously, in terms of size of that ilk, you know, not top sides. You know, Villa obviously would, would probably go after Tottenham uh, in terms of, but Fulham are going to sit in and they're going to want to be difficult to beat. Obviously, Fulham have had their problems. They said, they've they played a Premier League game for a while, have they? And played since, you know, since Boxing Day, since was their last Premier Day, League yeah. game. Mm. Obviously, they're, they're, they've had coronavirus games called off and that's that's what I mean about it. it's just such a strange season obviously they won at QPR didn't they in the FA Cup which is a really good win because it's not, not easy those sort of games obviously made changes for them but yeah Fulham like you say sitting in uh, obviously towards the bottom in 18th at the moment but three points this is what I mean about you know three points behind Brighton but with two games in hand so they've also got two games in hand over the likes of Palace that are not obviously a little way ahead of them but it, I think until it balances it out obviously it's difficult to look at the table but I still think Fulham are okay their position in the table and I think they'll obviously they'll play Chelsea and Manchester United in there too after this one so tough period and they go to Brighton uh, end of the month so that's a big big game but yeah I don't think they'll get any change here to be honest 2-0 Tottenham yeah, I, I've gone exactly the same, unfortunately. Um, yeah, four draws in a row for Fulham, which is, you know, it's not obviously as good as picking up wins. But as I mentioned for the Brighton one, they're picking up points, which is keeping them certainly in the battle for survival. And obviously one of those draws came against Liverpool. So um, Tottenham will be wary of that. They've, they've proven themselves capable of getting points off the big teams um, in recent weeks. Uh, but yeah, Tottenham seem to have found their foot again after a bit of a poor spell. I think it was four Premier League games without a win before that 3-0 win over Leeds. Um, and yeah, 2021 so far has been a great year for them. And they're very much one of those teams, seven teams, um, who could arguably say are in the title race, separated by four points at the top of the table. Um, this is obviously their game in hand. They could move one point off Liverpool. Um, whether they'll still be league leaders after this weekend remains to be seen, obviously, with Manchester United also in action. Um, but yeah, um, as you mentioned, that Marine game, everyone expected, you know, a big win. There was, wasn't was much Tottenham could do aside from avoid a cup set there, which they successfully did. Um, but yeah, Harry Kane, son, in good form. I can't see Fulham really getting anything out of this. I've gone exactly the same as you, 2-0 in this one. I think there, it will be interesting to see who copes with the, the quick change in fixture because, uh, as you mentioned, Tottenham preparing for it. But Fulham have also been preparing for the Chelsea game at the weekend. Um, that's now been pushed back. Um, and after so long without a, a game, Fulham have now been suddenly thrust into action at, what, uh, 48 hours notice or a bit more than that. So it's 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 a test for them to, to, to adapt their game and suddenly come up with a game plan for Tottenham. Um, but as you mentioned, Tottenham also in a similar boat, they would have been preparing for a completely different game to what the, the one they're actually getting. So it will be interesting to see who copes best with that. Uh, but I think Tottenham in their current form, um, I agree with you, 2-0 in that one. Um, so the same on that one as well. On Thursday night, the other North London team, Arsenal, are in action. They play Crystal Palace. Um, Arsenal's finally seem to have turned a corner. They're in dreadful form uh, prior to their win over Chelsea in the Premier League, which came against all the odds and against against the form book. But four wins in a row across all competitions since then. Um, needed extra time to beat Newcastle in the FA Cup. But their youngsters are really starting to to um, shine a bit uh, more. Saka, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, they're really starting to... Um, repay the faith that Mikel Arteta has put in them recently. Uh, 4-0 against West Brom in their last Premier League game, obviously, which is you know, a huge victory. And suddenly they're up to 11th place um, mm -hmm. and, what, three points behind Chelsea. So when you consider how poor Arsenal have been, as we've said a few times, that is how quickly things can change. 
um, in the Premier League this season. Crystal Palace, um, they're only one point behind Arsenal, but they're in pretty poor form themselves. Got knocked out to the FA Cup uh, to Wolves, beat Sheffield United in the last Premier League game. But before that, um, you know, two defeats against Liverpool and Aston Villa and then draw against Leicester, which is a decent result, really, the form Leicester, Leicester were in. But they'll, they'll know this is a difficult game for them. And with Man City coming up after this one, um, it promises to be a difficult double-header for them. Arsenal finding their feet again. They were criticised, rightly so, for that poor on a form. And Arteta really did come under pressure. A couple more losses and I think, you know, they might have pulled the trigger on him, but he seems to have turned things around now. He'll be desperate to keep that going. Five wins in a row and suddenly everything seems um, a lot better. And I'm backing them to do that. I've gone for a 2-0 Arsenal winning this one. Cool, yeah, we've gone differently. I've gone gone 2-1 Arsenal. I just think Mm. Palace... I think they they are a, they are a, they can be very tricky, can't they? Palace, they obviously the, the way they play, and obviously they always seem to have a lot of injuries. You know, you look for their injury list; they've always got players absent. Obviously, they've got players doubtful. They won at Old Trafford this season. I think they've won three Premier League games on the road this season, which isn't isn't fantastic, but it's not bad by any stretch. Obviously, ran right at West Brom, didn't they? Same, same as mm-hmm. Arsenal did, and I don't think it's that. You know, you could look at Arsenal's certain ways and reasons why they're playing a lot better, but I think it might be even as simple as just. Players that weren't playing well, no longer playing. And the youngsters, you know, Willian, Pepe, really poor seasons. I think, obviously, Saka, as I mentioned before, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Huge fan of Saka, obviously. Smith-Rose played really well, as you mentioned. And just seems to be a lot more energy in the side. Obviously, Martinelli picking up that injury, the mm-hmm. ankle injury ahead of the FA Cup game. So unfortunate because, obviously, he's been out for such a long time. The knee injury looks like he's going to be out for a while with with an ankle injury. And he's yeah, it's a big blow for Arsenal because he's, he's come back back in and look really bright and really fresh and I, when you say that you know I had looked at the table but you mentioned you know the gap between Arsenal and Chelsea now is, is three points on the same amount of games is is crazy isn't it when you think about how far they were down the table and you look at Arsenal what are they to, six points off fourth at the minute I mean they couldn't could they they can't I can't they can't finish in the top four I don't think they will but if they were to finish top seven top eight it's not what Arsenal want but from where they were I think that would be you know a decent season if they can have another FA Cup run and obviously Europa League uh, run etc but but yeah I think I agree with you I think Arteta was very very close to perhaps getting the sack they've stuck with him and I uh, don't get me wrong I still think Arsenal got a lot of issues I still think they need you know strengthening in a number of areas and if they want to ever become you know a, a top even a top six side I still think they're away from that the, the top six that have cemented themselves at the moment you know with with Leicester in that pack as well so I think they're away away I think Palace could be tricky I think they'll cause them problems but yeah it's it's a clever game I'd have back to draw a few weeks ago but um, mm-hmm. I, I just think Arsenal will get there in the end so I've gone 2-1 Palace so 2-1 right. Arsenal sorry Two on Arsenal, both going for Arsenal victories in that one. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we will be back on Friday to look ahead to the weekend's games. Um, in the meantime, you can find previews for all of these games and many more over on sportsmall.co.uk. You can subscribe to this podcast on all the usual channels and you can subscribe on YouTube to make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast. Um, we hope to see you again on Friday. Thanks for joining. <laughs>